Welcome back to the Keen Light Podcast, the premier whiskey podcast, now with the mention of whiskey in its title. Hey, this is Jake coming live from Lakeview East, Chicago, Illinois, in my basement, and we're back for another edition of the 12 Days of Barrel Picks. With me, as always, is Calum O'Donnell. In the new studio. I love it. Brand new studio. Brand new studio. Now everybody's going to know this is the very first one we recorded, because you just gave it away. Oh, well, there you go. Gosh darn it. God damn it. <laughs> But no one will notice. Come on, that's fine. I'll say that for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite okay. No, I'm back with us. Um, about five, six, seven episodes removed. Mark from Traverse City. Thanks for joining us again. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Happy well, to be here. Welcome back to my basement. It's a lovely basement. It really is. <laughs> it's really coming together. <laughs> it's very homely. Um, the bike is really bringing it all together. <laughs> but yeah, we were here to talk about Traverse City and a barrel pick of their individual choice that they chose to feature on this crazy series of podcasts where we are featuring 12 barrel picks in 12 days from 12 different distilleries. Who could have ever thought of this idea? You. Yeah. The crazy scientist himself. Yeah. Last year we had fun doing it, so we're back doing it again um, with new friends, old friends, and some people in between maybe. What are we, we're going to try our best to be a little bit... Not more, naughty. Um, yeah, not get on the naughty list this well, year. Well, we're all recording one episode today versus recording six in a row like we tried last year in one day. Yeah, that's probably wise. We do have a, a recording session coming up on Saturday, though, that might involve a few brands, so we'll see how that goes. But, um, yeah, the floor is for Traverse City this afternoon, this evening, on a chilly, rainy night in Chicago where all of our morale has just gone down the drain from being 55 degrees earlier in the afternoon. It was... It was dark at four o'clock this uh, this afternoon and it I was, was like, dark at like three something it was yeah. dark it at three something raining and it's just perfect day to sit in a basement and drink some whiskey i was just thinking the same thing i was sitting at the at volume 39 this, earlier today and we were just sipping out uh doing a little staff training and i'm like that's a perfect space just to stay in a dark day and and the rain the rain and the books in, in the corner like on the corner with volume 39 right with the rain coming down it's very uh atmospheric yes, um, it is mark what have you been doing since we last spoke to you Slinging whiskey, living Slinging life. booze, baby. That's about it. In and out of, you know, COVID restrictions and, you know, all that fun. <laughs> that, that's a way to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been traveling at all? Not a lot, no. No? No, sticking pretty close to home. Just kind of living the quiet life at the moment. Have you made it up to the distillery anytime lately? Uh, a couple times. Um, when was the last time I was back home? Probably... A month or so ago. Okay. It's nice to be there. It's nice to be that close, right? Like, you know, and have oh, that. That's great. And yeah. growing up there, my family's still there. So it's, mm. it's, you know, going home, going to see friends and family and then stop off at work. It's, it's great. You, even when I'm at my house in Scotland, it's still a three hour drive to Aberlour. Right. Like, so mm. it's, it's still a distance, you know? Yeah. And it's not that, it's not that like, as the crow flies, it's not very far, but it's just that, you know, you get up there Scotland. and just, there's nothing. Right. <laughs> There's, no, no direct, there's no direct route to anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's got it's got to go a zigzag, right? How has it been uh, during the holiday season? O and D leading up to the end of the year. Good, good. Um, we're pushing out something new that's sitting in front of us right now. Mm. Um, we'll get into that in a little bit, but uh, kind of pushing that around to some of my better accounts in the city and mm. some of my you know friendly accounts that have a cool whiskey collection this is just something that stands out a little bit and is uh only for bars and restaurants nice so that's cool this barrel won't be anywhere outside of a bar or restaurant is that what's in our glass i didn't mm -hmm. see what you poured so i was adjusting the levels 
So what is this uh, single barrel we have in front of us? So this is a seven-year-old. Uh, this was sourced from MGP, but it was contract distilled for MGP at Barton in Kentucky. Oh. So this was actually made in Kentucky at Barton, but under, you know, all of the, you know, ticks all the boxes of uh, MGP. Right. The MGP and, umbrella. Yeah, basically. Um, so then it was aged partially in Indiana and then the rest of the seven years uh, in Traverse City. <laughs> so we've been sitting on this for a little while and there was a uh, group that picked it, decided they wanted it. We bottled it, shipped it, got it all you know, sent through our distributor and everything. Oh, no. And then they decided they didn't want it. <laughs> So a it's still as old as time itself, right? <laughs> so it's been sitting uh, in a warehouse uh, out in the suburbs for a couple months, and I had the bright idea to rip the other labels off of it, That's put a new label on it, mm -hmm. and do something that that a lot of the places that um, I'm selling a decent amount of whiskey to can't, you know, right necessarily yeah. sit on a whole barrel's worth of whiskey. It's mm -hmm. like. 200 bottles give mm -hmm. or take this was uh, 185 bottles so that's a pretty big commitment for yeah. a smaller bar or restaurant but i'm kind of allocating a couple cases here and there uh, -huh. uh so you'll see it out um sporadically at some of the better whiskey accounts in town so, so kind of like a, a single barrel for the whole city yeah basically nice yeah uh and is this um is there a, like is there a specific barrel number or something that people could identify it with? Uh, I renamed this one Revoked. Ah, I like love that. that. So we, you'll see we, it on the pewter label on the bottom. Can we name the club? <laughs> right? <laughs> Are they a Chicago club? Yeah. Mm, wonderful. Good people. Don't do that, clubs out there who are listening to this podcast, because um, <laughs> that really messes with a lot of things logistically. You know? It's a good way for your brand to get a... Uh, I think this was a pretty excellent outcome from kind a of a, a headache of a situation to start so i think it's a great idea i mean i know wilson who works for union horse or worked for union horse and sometimes comes on this podcast and no, castle and key rep yeah. uh he does that he did that with union horse all the time and like create like chicago single barrels mostly for the independent shops that yep. like you said can't hold a whole single barrel entire single barrel but can help contribute to taking some cases out of it yeah and this was kind of a, a misunderstood barrel because mm. um on all the labeling for all of the documentation for every for all the sales information that I had, mm. this is an MGP barrel, and for all intents and purposes, this is an MGP barrel, all mm. the way through. Right. It happened to be uh, distilled somewhere else, but for MGP by MGP. Is this part of the reason why the group didn't take it? That was yeah, it I is. was going to ask. Yeah, okay. this is why they said. And really, so they didn't want a Kentucky bourbon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> bold move because uh, it this smells is delightful. One of my favorite. Do we know the mash bill? Yeah, it's a high rye, twenty-one percent. Cheers. Four percent malted barley, seventy-five percent corn. Fifty-three gallon bottle, yeah. Hmm? Nice. It's our typical um, high rye mash bill. It's the same whiskey in every other way outside of uh, being distilled hmm. at Barton. It went into the barrel at one twenty-five. Wow. Everything at MGP goes in at one twenty. Hmm. So it's got a touch more alcohol to it. Right. And that's kind of the end of it, but it's sitting at sixty point nine percent, and Just it looking at that. does not drink, no. feel, smell, or taste like that at all. There's that great spice to it. I mean, it has those MGP elements, like the it has a citrusy note to it, like the lemongrass kind of feel to it. Um, you get from the rye, and then the barley like really creates this almost like a really inviting 
not sure what that was, but um, something fell. The dog killed something. <laughs> the new puppy. The new producer. Uh, but it was almost, it's almost like barnyard, like like a grass, like white grass. That I like that nose. I mean, it's a compliment to it. But uh, Yeah, I mean, you, you taste the grassiness of the grains, and I feel like there's a lot of MGP barrels that you get that from. But I, I really taste this kind of um, spiced, candied uh, cinnamon. Yeah, like right. almost like a... Um, so like in, cinnamon red in, in Scotland, mm-hmm. we have a sweet called a crunchy, and on the outside it's chocolate. On the inside, it's like that that pop candy, mm-hmm. that orange yep. pop candy. Yep. That's what I'm getting. It's like if you were chewing on a uh, it's really nice A and W like root beer candy and had like a piece of big red in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I like this. Yeah, it's lovely. Uh, that's a group. It doesn't drink. It doesn't drink like a sixty point nine. The group all. is missing out. <laughs> it's almost like a vanilla bean yeah, well, flavor. Where to the it. group misses out. Now it's not hitting the secondary market, so it's not being priced exorbitantly. It's sitting behind bars that anybody yeah. that's listening to this that lives anywhere near Chicago can go in and drink. So you're so, doing on and off premise? Only on. Only on. It so, will not be available. You won't find it on this on a secondary market. It's, you go to find this on the street. Yeah, what, what, I mean uh, that's one of my like when I'm bringing it into places. Like I'm very adamant. Listen, this this can't leave. You gotta sell it here. Uh, that's, what, so that's it. Could you talk us through some of those bars? Like, is there a couple specifically that people could visit if they want to have a dram? Um, both Bub Cities, the one in Rosemont and the one downtown. Oh, baby. Uh, I mean, think the big whiskey places. Yeah, Franklin nice. Room. Nice. Um, working on several others. They're those I just finally got this relabeled, and it's starting to come out. So it's okay. only... So Bub City's the one if people are after it, or Franklin? Uh, yeah. Either Bub City is That currently have it this moment. You I have several others. You go to the two in the same night. Close, yeah. but... Uh, Do the Bub City, Bub City crawl. Those are the ones that I know have shipped so far that... Great. I've, Brilliant. I've seen it in and I know it's there and available. And I love that idea of not in the off, only in the on, mm-hmm. you know? Well, because there's so often you get these fun bottles of things and they're only for off-premise and then like, what? At most, uh, if there's... 185 bottles at most 185 people are going to get to try this right now it's you know could be thousands yeah that's great man yeah. for something like this too when you're you know obviously you have to go through the trebles of the club buying it and then taking back on it and then barrel sitting in a warehouse which our distributors always love when that happens <laughs> so much that do you have to help out with a little bit of the price adjustment for an on-premise versus going into the off-premise where they can sell it at a higher um, SRP no, because the restaurants and bars have their own markups. Okay. Um, you know. I used to know, like, yeah, exactly. If you're pouring by class, trying to get into cocktail. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, no, that's, and that's, at any rate, that's the distributor's business if they want to change. At this point, we've already sold it. Right. It's out of our hands, so it's out of our control. You're just helping move it now. I'm helping move it now mm-hmm. because I uh, really like it, and <laughs> no, it's, it's, I want to make it's sure that it gets lovely. out into some, uh, some, lips out in the city no it's a great whiskey too for this time of year as well did you sip it on that that that'd be better to sip it in the franklin room or uh volume 39 behind the books and behind the couches and watch the rain go down as a wedding was getting photographed in there <laughs> as long as it wasn't outside yeah wedding photography just messing yeah. up our meeting you know whatever of course. come on Scumbag get out of here get out of here one big uh, a big thing mark um are you seeing now because the last time we spoke we were sort of just coming out of covid or well we thought at least um <laughs> uh are you seeing any changes in the market for traverse city are you seeing an uptick especially t- towards you know ond this year versus last year i mean versus last year bars and restaurants specifically mm-hmm. are buying again right 
Yeah, they're so, pumping now. Yeah, <laughs> they're right. going and it, for it's, it. I mean, that because that end of our business was Decimated. non-existent. Decimated. And so for the last, like, you know, I've been with Traverse City Whiskey for two years now. Mm-hmm. My aim initially was to get it into bars and restaurants. So essentially for more than half of the time that I've been with this company, I've just been being friendly with everybody. Like mm-hmm. I haven't asked of anything of anybody because yeah. people were hurting. You know, <laughs> businesses were closing. Like people don't have money to do anything. So I pivoted and pushed as much as I could to get it into as many liquor stores around the city as possible. And, and now have the opportunity, you know, with keeping up with everybody, um, to see it really start to yeah. pay forward. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause last year, what bars, indoor dining shut down mid November, I think completely and then through march yeah but basically yeah was it yeah yeah i mean there's still snow on the ground the first time i went into a restaurant and sat down but that was only half capacity and this year it's so different i was out on a monday night we both were and waited an hour for a table at a bar at a bar and restaurant wow yeah and like a lot of places aren't even open on mondays and tuesdays right now and still. it wasn't a small place no no we thought it was <laughs> yeah we thought it was but it was actually the second room it was the don't know if you've been the armitage jailhouse no, I haven't. Oh man, it's a wonderful, wonderful yeah. restaurant. Corner of Sheffield and Armitage. Okay. Yeah, I think it's newish, and it's the same owners as Bavets and all that sort of oh, stuff. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, you know. yeah. No, lovely no, I've, place. I've, somebody, somebody was telling me about it last Amazing. week. It sounds wonderful. It's really good. It's very like it's British like pub, pub fair, pub food. Yeah. yeah. Oh mate, it's fantastic. Get the steak and ale pie. Oh, steak and ale pie. Yeah. Oh <laughs> baby, steak and ale pie. Caesar salad was delicious. I mean, we we. Th- we like had a real s- English pub expert. So. Yeah. Aye, man. And like, there was, uh, we had fish and chips, mm-hmm. chicken tikka masala. Like, it was really good. That's yeah. awesome. Really, really solid, yeah. And a couple of Guinnesses. <laughs> a couple of Guinnesses, a Jameson sour. <laughs> yeah, which, which actually was good. good. Which yeah. was yeah. good. Hot yeah. Salt does a really, are, really solid job with everything they do. Well, the, the other thing as well was like, the attention to detail in the actual mm-hmm. restaurant, like the, the decor was amazing. I mean, it was that's really, great. And, it, and man, like that's the best thing, right? Like going out on a Monday now and knowing that yeah. there is going to be people out that are, and man, we went in a bar beforehand and find it was Monday night football mm-hmm. and it was a Boston <laughs> bar, admittedly. <laughs> but the place was to the rafters. Yeah. It was packed, yeah. man. And they actually you stand behind the bar, which is nice. So like you're too deep at the bar and people sitting down behind you, people sitting at the bar. I'm like, all right, kind of feeling back to normal. Kind of normal-ish. And as we were leaving, I yelled, Bill's mom. Mafia. <laughs> it would be go? nice to get our asses kicked. But definitely. I, was, I, I was shocked no one followed me out. I'm, a, I'm pretty shocked that no one actually came outside. Well, you weren't actually in Boston. That's the difference. True. That's Thank God point. we hadn't left our card behind the bar or whatever. Right. We'd be fucked. Uh, I'm like, oh, I'll come back tomorrow. <laughs> or maybe just to cancel. That card's done. Yeah, just, just decline that one. But uh, for seven years on this barrel, is was that something you guys kind of knew would be a, probably be a single barrel versus going into something else, blending it or whatever it might be? Yeah, as we um, – okay, so let me back up a little bit. Uh, you asked what's new with Traverse City Whiskey, not necessarily with me here in mm-hmm. Chicago, but we broke ground uh, the beginning of October on our full-scale, full-deal, real-deal right. distillery. Yeah. Uh, so – Everybody's been back in Traverse City. Everybody's like, I'm, they're going through site plans and electrical and, you know, the full gamut of uh, designing and building, well, finishing design, but uh, just building out a full Sorry. distillery. So uh, we've kind of, the, the production facility that we have right now, mm-hmm. we've been much too big for for the last couple of years and there's there's uh, a room off the side that's like double wall thickness and has a fire door and everything because it has you know what probably 
five or 600 barrels in it. Um, so we just recently bought another piece of equipment for bottling so we can up our production levels. Oh, nice. That meant we had to move uh, a whole corner of the room that was stacked high. So we, you know, shifted everything around again. Yeah. Going through that, um, our distiller, Curtis, will keep a, a you know, keeps a, a huge three-ring notebook of all the barrels that we have in stock. Last time he's tasted them, what they're sitting like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's some... Um, that I've tasted with him before when pulling samples for here that they'll be sitting directly next to each other. They were filled on the same date and one is beautiful and one is not ready. Right. Yeah. One is just it's flat crazy. out not it's ready not, yet. So you mark those whiskey, off right? as, as like, you know, I think this one, like it has a lot of the cool specific flavor profiles that this other one that's already really good has. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going in the right direction, but it's just, it, it still has, off. yeah, it just still has that like, alcohol kick on the back or yeah. that like kind of bitter sour note uh, on the finish that you're like that'll cool off but it might take another couple of years so yep. we note that and keep aging huh so how many of these barrels did you guys have of from the barton oil? i don't know totally how many we have i know that i received three of them okay so i've got another one of the samples that oh. we didn't sell uh that feel free to taste and he's just it's from the same batch of whiskey same run different barrel same yeah Oh, Same everything great, else, though. but yeah, get a look at them both. And quite honestly, this one is way better. Man, if that whiskey Which group is listening, the one that's in the the large bottle, the one that we're selling, <laughs> that whiskey group is listening. You guys fucked it up, man. Uh, so, last well, been going crazy. Then, when you guys are having barrel single barrels, are you looking for older whiskey that you have to sell, or is it just based on flavor profile? Well, it depends. Mm. Um, we have been sourcing whiskey since 2012 Mm -hmm. creating our own since 2014 so we have our own barrels and and because all we've had is basically a a toy still small still in the still house yeah our volume is pretty small so Mm -hmm. most of those barrels have been sitting okay most of our whiskey so most of what we're selling uh single barrel wise which will always be noted on there is mgp okay it's much hotter for now it smells but as you know as okay. that stuff from the home uh distillery ages those will start to come out and with the uh the finishing of the you know our full-scale distillery in a couple of years we'll have tons of whiskey to be able to just have all of our own whiskey and hmm. we'll probably still end up sourcing some from mgp because we have a great relationship with them they have great whiskey yeah it's available to us so uh it's a nice way to kind of run a bigger supply internally how, how long was this barrel aged in michigan i don't know when it arrived there i know it's been definitely a couple years okay. uh my guess would be in the five-ish range it's i'm surprised how beautiful and open the first the bottle that's actually out in the market is and then this barrel next to it it's so different it's it, there's a bitterness to it mm-hmm. um it's not as there's just not much going on as well it's flatter. Uh, it's flat and it's it tastes really hot. But you can tell like where you can, you can tell where it's going. Yeah, yeah. And, but it, and it's right here. <laughs> it's yeah. in the bottle. It's already it's in the barrel. It's already bottled. It's just so interesting to see how uh, how weather affects it all. And I was wondering how you know. If, obviously, it's warmer in Kentucky and Indiana than it is in Michigan. Yep. How far up you guys are. Yep. Um, how that affects the barrel aging process. So you know, obviously, a seven year old bur- bourbon, you'd think, oh, it's pretty, be pretty ready to go. Like if it's yeah. being barrel aged for the most of the time in Indiana. 
made in Kentucky, but yeah, we add a couple of years to it. Michigan slows down the process a little bit. Well, and also where we are in Traverse City, we're pinched between, uh, we're out on the Lillian Peninsula, so we're between right. Lake Michigan and a bay, West yep. Bay so, of Lake Michigan. So sorry, you get what was a, the peninsula? Lillianau. Lillianau. Yep. Never had it. So you get a little bit more uh, stability and temperature fluctuations. Oh, okay. Huh. If if it gets very hot in the state, it's typically ten to fifteen degrees cooler. Eh, that may be an exaggeration, but like five to ten degrees it's cooler, cooler on the peninsula, right? And in the spring, when you get um, those really flash hot days where it'll be like eighty five, yeah, the water's still so cold it'll right. be like fifty five or sixty. <laughs> yeah, so, so it, kind, of, it, it kind of insulates, stabilizes that. Yeah, the, the cool. temperature a lot, a lot more. Interesting. So, well, which I'm, is why it's such a big fruit growing region for the exact same reason. Makes sense. Into yeah. the fall, you get uh, less frost. Yeah. In the spring, you get uh, it. It takes a little bit longer to kick off the growing season, but because of that insulation from the water around, you get a much more stable temperature through the year. Yeah. Huh. Huh. I mean, it's, it's funny because you guys grow with like a distillery. Do you guys get a lot of your grains from that area? A handful. Okay. Huh. Yeah. It's funny as well because we've so often on the pod we've had and and a lot of places that we visited we've seen this this less extreme examples of the elemental maturation that happens with star wars Mm -hmm. where we get these massive temperature changes we saw a lot in wisconsin we talked a lot with joe henry and sons and obviously at whiskey city um or sorry well you know dancing goat and they get these massive changes right but it's it's cool to see that even though you're up there north michigan uh, you you don't have that, or you have that to a lesser extent, right? Like so, you do get that sort of insulation. You know, if it's not the extreme weather changes, so it's nice to see a, a barrel maturing more of in a sort of Scottish way. You know, that's, that's what I was thinking. Exactly, that's kind of yeah. right where I was going to go. And it's uh, you look at. Has to always bring back the fucking Avalon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing a Star Wars top today, ladies and gentlemen. But as you roll into that valley, you know that the the like certain aspects of the hill if you get a little bit more sunshine or a little less sunshine or even if you're five miles closer to the coast like the humidity levels are totally different like yeah, it, cool. it just completely changes the aging of the the barrels and like a place in, like in kentucky or in indiana they, they won't get that right because it's a little bit further from the water or like, they're focused on you know you look at like maker's mark paints all of their buildings black, black, black and yeah. they put them out in the middle of a field in the middle of the sun like let's get as much heat in there yeah. as much it's heat as possible the shit in there. There. yeah the big the big rick houses the bigger houses well there's one in whiskey city there is one a copycat a copycat of jim beam Living up at Dancing Goat Distillery. And talk to us about this third whiskey then. Which fits into the fruit growing, correct? Right. So uh, one thing that we did when uh, when Chris, Jared, and Moti started Traverse City Whiskey, Traverse City being the cherry capital of the world. World, world, world. We should do something fun that kind of reflects the personality of Traverse oh. City, right? Oh, yeah. So they decided to make a cherry whiskey. And I know a handful of people just cringed thinking about a flavored whiskey. Here's the thing. It's not that sweet candy cough syrup. We're taking cold-pressed Montmorency cherry juice and adding it to our bourbon. So it's the same whiskey. It starts out as the same whiskey as our triple X bourbon. Okay. That you guys distill yourself. Some of it. Okay. And then we add in this cold-pressed cherry concentrate and a little bit of uh, a sweetening agent because that the cold-pressed cherry juice is 
incredibly bitter. It's so strong. Um, but they decided a few years ago to, to try to play around with this a little bit. So the, the American cherry whiskey that we sell widely, and we actually sell really well, it's a great whiskey, is 35% alcohol. So they're like, if we're going to do this cherry thing, let's bring people that don't necessarily drink whiskey into whiskey with this product. Let's okay. lower the proof even a little bit more. We already can't call it bourbon because we're adding flavor to it. So let's go 35%, make it a little bit more sessionable, and see if we can bring more people into whiskey. Uh, this cr- is not that. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So this is barrel proof. Right? Yeah, yeah. We did this to commemorate the end of the uh, cherry harvest in August. Well, I was going to say it smells a lot more summery. It does. Yeah. Like it has that it has that summer feel to it, right? It's fruitier. It's, I well, mean, it, it smells, smells like you pear. like if you go to like a candied cherry, it's like open a jar uh-huh. of them and it's like that juice in there and yep. aroma. It's like but then you you taste it and you're like, "Oh, wow. It tastes yeah. like bourbon." It tastes like, like bourbon. That's <laughs> delightful. There's a lot of quality of the single barrel inside of here. Totally. Yeah. And then as it finishes, it just that cherry that rolls up on your tongue and it just sits there and you just cherry cherry yeah it's like a almost like a cocktail in a way yeah some yeah it's like vermouthy in a way of manhattan well i was gonna say it's it's, it's got a real it's almost like a like a whiskey that's aged in a wine bottle almost for me a wee bit it's got that sweetness at the end right? yeah, there's yeah, like some lovely. sheriness to it yeah, yeah lovely so this is something man that, i love that uh, yeah you could drink I me mean, like don't show a lot of whiskey drinkers that are purists and have no clue for it for them. Blind. This is weird. Why yeah. does it smell like that? Yeah. This is what oh, is that? Is and good. Why is, what is this? Yeah, What's going on yeah, yeah. with this? But they're not gonna be like, oh, it must be cherry infused. Right. And this is this is complete. This is distributed now across Chicago. So this is uh, something that we're bringing in very limited qualities. We were quantities. We made. Love the label as well. By the way, love it. Really uh, cool. The wax um, is beautiful. Yeah, that red wax really sets off. Um, so we made a, a really limited amount of this. It's going to some of our better markets around the country, nice. but you know, five, six, seven cases. So it's going to be hard to find, but it, you can look for it throughout the country and you should be able to find it in uh, limited quantities. What's the price point on that guy? I don't know what that's going to come out at. Hmm. Um, that is, I'm really impressed with that. It, like I say, it definitely has that sherry finish flavor. Like it's got, it's got that kind of, that zest at the end, that zing, if you like, you yeah. know, I love it. I think it's, and, it, and like I say, it's, I smelled it and compared to the, the two single bottles that we tried, um, or the one that you guys have got out in the market, it's, it smells so much more summery. Like it smells like a summer. Like I, I could totally see that in like a a summer cocktail or like a highball even. You oh know? yeah, for sure. Out on the deck. No, that'd be just something that's put a, put an ice cube in and you have a cocktail. Yep. Yeah. Maybe put like some orange bitters in there to bring that fruitiness to it a little bit more. Or even just an orange peel. Oh yeah. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Lovely. No, that's tasty. With uh, with your single barrel program, uh, how extensive is that getting? Are you guys doing like fifty a year across the U.S.? Less than that? A lot more than that. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's uh, an end of the business. It's really picked up the last couple of years. Um, so much so that actually we have a lot more requests for it than we have availability for it. Wow. Good for you guys. Um, so just based on our, you know, our good partners, if you're selling a lot of our other whiskeys, we can make that available to you. But uh, it, it's nice to be on the, the right side of demand with that. A lot of groups out there looking for it, too. I would assume so. Yeah. Uh, the one of our owners deals mostly with that. Um, you know, I'm focused solely on growing Chicago and working with our distributor here to grow our footprint. So it, usually anybody, um, also with the way that the laws are set up in Illinois, you have to be a, a retailer to 
yeah. Yeah, sell things. So right. if anybody is looking for it, they uh, they either have to go elsewhere or they have to um, find a, an outlet to purchase it through. Gotcha. What do you think a pour of this guy is going to be in the bars, like a cost-wise? Um, it yeah, sh- should be probably in the like 15 to 20 ish oh, no it, it's really not it's it's yeah. quite affordable yeah, yeah. No, it's it's definitely de- definitely worth the pour and worth the taste right there i yeah. love it i absolutely loved it i it was amazing that this has been the same run and just two different like you know i mean it's i, I love that about whiskey right and that's what we we're saying before that you can they can be side by side well and that's why i brought this second one because it's I, I, so this glad you did a stellar whiskey oh yeah. it's great. fantastic and yeah. easy to talk about but let's kind of look at the at what changing a barrel does since we're talking about a barrel pick and you said flat on the second sample the one that wasn't ready and that's just it perfectly right it just needs to open up or it just needs to spend a, maybe a year two years extra and it'll hopefully arrive at something similar to or it. move to a different corner of the yeah, building yeah, yeah. Or, i love that i love that you know get it away from an outside wall get it somewhere where it, it has a little more insulation in the winter that it it stays a little warmer yeah. or who knows that's the the mad science part <laughs> of uh that's what I love about single barrels. That's it, it man. It's yeah. not about necessarily just a flavor what you're drinking on the inside. It shows the evolution of the company itself and the foundation of how you make whiskey, how you blend whiskey, how you marry whiskey to create consistent product. Right. All through that diversity, you find consistency. And when you have a, let's say you're blending six barrels together to make a batch of whiskey, yeah, that's going to go in there because this one, they're going to offset each other. They're going to combine and find that consistency through that that trial and error. But and that's what single barrels do for you. It's not just about like, hey, we have a single barrel from this company. We have a, we have a representation of this company. Yeah, and that was something that really impressed me uh, working for Aberlauer was how incredibly consistent the whiskey was yeah. time after time after time. And you've got to... You, yeah. you, know, you always fucking bring it back to Aberlauer, Mark. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's easy to talk about. Yeah, that but right, baby. Think about it. Like, peel back a couple layers. People don't typically consider every time they go buy a bottle, it came from different barrels, and it's more than likely a different, like, a human had to batch together it's this. It's a blend, right. you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, and I think that's something that people always forget. I think everybody always thinks that every bottle you buy, I think that's definitely something that happens. People think that every bottle they buy is a single bottle. Hmm. You know, they think it's just come from one barrel. Whereas that's like, it's actually the opposite. Like yeah. 99% of the bottles that you buy are blended and they're I, married together. Right. Right? I was so impressed with that throughout uh, the Scotch world. And that's the consistency, right? Yeah. And it's not something that we even strive for. Like we'll tell people right off the bat, this is a small batch on purpose and it's going to have some, some varying flavors to it. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Especially so, being the company. Yeah. Buy four bottles. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see how they differ. Buy another bottle in six months. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Mark, appreciate the time. Appreciate absolutely. The, all the taste as well. This is awesome. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me again, guys. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. Any any time, Calmodal. Any last words? No, I'm 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 glad that we've kept this one a little bit more tame. Um, I'm sure that we are going to be bashing through barrels like no tomorrow. Um, so we got, we got eleven more of these bad boys to record. This might be the last time everybody hears me as a sober man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're sober now. I mean. Relatively. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody out there. Ciao. Appreciate you listening. Uh, stay tuned for 11 more days of podcast from Key in the Lake and all talking about single barrels. Please like and subscribe and tell all of your friends, just all of them, all 13 of them. And drink Traverse City whiskey. <laughs> and drink Traverse City whiskey. And don't Ciao, drink, drink Avalar tonight. <laughs> just tonight. Just tonight. See you guys.